Survivor Series. If you know, you know. Still furious if you're curious. Blake doing the damn thing. And we finna talk WWE. Part two. What do you mean? I tried to record this a little earlier. Had a little bit of the uh, uploading issues. Stopped recording. I didn't even know. Got all the way through it talking to you guys. And here we go with having nothing recorded at all. Great. No problem, though. Love to chat about this again with you guys. We're going to try to condense it a little bit more. Uh, Survivor Series was a great show. You know, it's been a year-long build for me. I've been paying attention to the product for a while. And since last year, when I started doing this, I was really excited about Survivor Series just because I know it's, I mean, you know, it's big four, but it's definitely one of the pay-per-views that uh, really highlight some of the future superstars we could see is it, it could create uh well it could hold star making performances from certain superstars it could be the thing that catapults superstars to the next level and we did see a little bit of that i don't know who uh are gonna be all of the superstars of tomorrow but i might be able to name one or two just off of this weekend in general and uh obviously last night at survivor series so with that uh opened up the show with a Giant tag team battle royale. Didn't get to catch that one on the kickoff. But Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler have uh, taken victory. So I'm guessing that's a SmackDown victory. Yeah. If so, so that's one on SmackDown. It's good stuff. Um, I guess I'm not going to get into too much of it. I didn't see it all. But um, it was cool. Next up, NXT Cruiserweight Champion Leo Rush was in uh, action against Akira Tozawa. And... Excuse me, against Akira Tozawa, and who else did he take on? Because I was, I was, oh, Kalisto, and I was, I'm always excited to see Kalisto, you see how you always almost sleep on Kalisto, always almost forget about Kalisto, but he always provides and delivers some form of craziness that you're going to remember. Now, last night was a standard match, it was three of them, nobody outshined each other for too long, everybody had great moments, Leo picked up the victory, providing that one spot for NXT. Next up, we had, uh, what was it? We had the tag team championship match with, well, not championship, but the tag team brand match, whatever, triple threat. It was the New Day versus the Viking Raiders, and who else was it? Part of the Undisputed Errors tag team champions, Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish. Love all six of these guys. So they went in there, did their thing. Uh, it was a good matchup. The Viking Raiders picked it up and got that one-in-one spot for Raw. So everybody's all tied up after the kickoff. But what I will say is, uh, as far as the winners are concerned, because let's just say the winners don't look any more, like, they don't look any weaker to me. I think everyone went out there and they really showed off. We got every everybody that I was able to see. Everybody that went hard for TV time. Oh, please, pardon me. Now, like I said, pardon me. The, nobody looked weak last night. I'll say that. I mean, granted, it seemed like NXT had a couple of underhanded tactics, needed a couple of uh, advantages. And I mean, it's small things inside and outside of storyline reasons why you notice it and, and you know, why these things took place like that. You know, if you're looking for a troll in the aspect, it's like LMAO, the old man, <laughs> wanted to let everybody know that clearly... NXT has some sort of advantage. They don't travel. Eventually, it will be a touring brand. I am of that faith. But uh, for right now, 
You know, it's like they have a little bit more leeway in creating, you know, a quality product each week. They put, you know, just put more thought into how the segments go and such. And that's not a knock or a slight on the main roster, guys. And that's almost turning into a thing of the past, I'm feeling, especially after last night's results. But um, everybody looked good. So the Viking Raiders, they went in there, man, and I did. We're all waiting for Viking Raiders versus AOP. Vince, please, sir, do not pull the trigger on that yet. Uh, last week with, uh, what, what is these guys? It was part of me. The AOP beating up on Hawkins and Ryder very fast. It'll be interesting to see how that all plays out on Raw. And uh, we'll see how the Viking Raiders continue to, you know, maintain this dominant tag team run that they're on as champions of Raw. So, they picked up that victory. It was a very long match. It was a very good match. You really didn't know who was going to win. Everyone, uh, partic- everyone that participated looked extremely good. So, I was happy with the... Uh, with just the process of the entire match. The outcome, I had no pony in the race. Of course, you know, I'm a little biased to SmackDown. But I wouldn't have been upset if any other of well, excuse me, any of the other teams would have won. So with that, Viking Raiders got it. Raw SmackDown NXT all tied at one going into the main show. Shouts to the kickoff, shouts to the panel, they did their thing. A lot of panel moments I've missed. But it was still fun stuff. Looking at the body language and looking at the, uh, you know, just just certain mannerisms that they were sharing. You know, when I did get to hear them, it's like, yeah, these guys are getting comfortable, you know, and it's it's uh, a lot of fun. And I'm totally impartial. Uh, well, I'm excuse me, not impartial. I'm partial to some uh, people on commentary or the commentary panel and others I'm not really too keen on. But as far as I'm concerned, everybody that was up there last night definitely uh did the thing so cool stuff to them and let's get on into the main show because we started off with uh the women's triple threat tag team matchup i'm not going into all of these names i'm not going into the chronological order of events but i will call out certain highlights uh don't want to take away from anybody at all it was really a spot fest all ordered events and you can tell that the ladies of nxt uh along with the ladies of Raw and SmackDown, we're still feeling each other out. They were still, you know, getting uh, an idea of it. So we didn't get to see too, too, too much in-ring work. But nor did we get to see too many stare-downs and such like that. Just, it's all right. I'm not upset about it, you know, but it's still, leave like, it's the best tease of all because we still have to wait. Like, we got Io Shirai and Kyrie Sane uh, with the stare-down at War Games. We were hoping that we may get it at Survivor Series because it's like, oh man, main roster, this is where the lights and glam, where the glitz and glam is at, so let's see how it works, no, no, not yet, and it's alright, Shirai and LeRae went out on injury, came back later on to help out uh, Rhea Ripley, Ripley has been on a complete tear, has had one of the best couple of weeks in uh, WWE that I've seen, just as far as the umbrella goes, NXT, WWE, getting in there with three out of four of the horsewomen, holding it down, looking excellent, just just literally uh, doing what she can to look as good as possible. Uh, you could tell that H was very proud of her at the uh, the post-show wrap-up interview with Queen Catherine. But uh, it was all very, very, very good stuff as far as the ladies were concerned. Rhea Ripley, player of the game in that matchup. Uh, and, and last night also, uh, overcoming the odds. Low, not as many people on the team. Her in there with Sasha is good stuff. She she could move, man. 
and that's what that's what matters. So Rhea Ripley is totally the player of the game. She was um, mainly the focal point of last night, and I was not upset with the uh, outcome of the match at all. Uh, everybody looked good. Oscar hit the green mist on Charlotte. Super highlight. Uh, Sasha with a meteora. A couple of those things, but just hey, Sasha. But it, I mean, it, it's like it was so much going on, so much jumbled into the match. It was great to see them have their moments that they did get to have in the allotted time that they were given. So, uh, like I said, all in all, a good match. And it was fun stuff the whole way through. We'll look forward to seeing how all of these ladies uh, coincide next time we get to see them. So, next up is the NXT North American champion, Roderick Strowman, defeating... The Intercontinental Champion, Shinsuke Naka Continental, and United States Champion representing the OCA, Mother Loving J Styles. Good stuff. Uh, all three. It was literally just a clinic, a master class in how to put on a good match. That's what all three of these gentlemen did. You could see AJ and Shinsuke were so comfortable with each other. Just kicking the crap out of each other, hitting each other really hard. Shades of Japan. I was um, I was excited to see how those two would uh, mesh with Roddy. I was I've always been noticing Roddy. I've been paying attention to Roddy. Like I've been paying attention to uh, Rhea Ripley from the May Young Classic to uh, being uh, at first considered not Charlotte to her literally saying, "Look, I'm not Charlotte." Changed up a lot of her look and her energy. Still there, but no, no, she's Rhea Ripley. So. Yeah, uh, I've been paying attention to Roddy since he had a couple of stints on uh, 205 Live. I recognize that his move list was something that I could really appreciate. And I'm not just talking about all of his backbreakers. He just has good offense. His offense, and this isn't the same offense, but his offense actually reminds me a lot of uh, Ricochet's offense, which is just like high-impact looking moves, which is always just a really good thing. And they look good doing it. So... Excellent stuff. Roddy picks up the win. I believe it was... I oh mean, the, the end of sequence was one of those crazy ones. I think it was a finisher. Roddy capitalized on the opening. But good stuff to Roderick Strong picking up the victory there. Uh, and, you know, moving forward. Wait, 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 hold on. Let's keep... Let's get this score back. Because the NXT ladies won. So what was that? I think that was three. Hold up. Because the first matchup... Well, that was the first match. So it was two. And then Roderick came through with the three. So it's two. Well, so it's three. It's one to one that Raw and SmackDown has. Um, next matchup I have, what we have, I believe it was the uh, NXT Championship on the line. Yes. So, NXT Championship on the line. Uh, who was it? Pete Dunne, the Bruiserweight, taking on Adam Cole, Bay Bay, for the NXT Championship. One-on-one, -on -one, these guys had a great match. Adam Cole doesn't necessarily look the part of uh, a champion to the naked eye but then you realize just how much he's capable of in the ring and good god man i i almost be wanting to call him my cousin sometimes so proud but you know who was really proud that's right michael cole and he did a great job masking it you know i'm pretty sure it's not his first match he called for his son and such like that but it was definitely good stuff you know, I'm happy that Cole was able to do that. That was cool. Not really happy with the circumstances that led up to that. Moro! Moro Ronaldo, are you good? Gravy. 
Tisk, tisk, tisk. You can't be so insensitive, brother. I'm not going to sit here. I'm, you know, Gravy is one that is of his own opinion, and it is very, very strong. I'm, I, I'm one that, uh, though may not always agree with certain viewpoints that Corey Graves has or shares, I really do appreciate his ability to convey himself, and I think he has uh, a big heart. I think so. I could be completely wrong on that. He could have a completely black heart. You'd have to go and chat with Mella. But I think that he is a, a great individual, extremely intelligent. And regardless of the formalities, he is highly educated, you know? So that man knows what he's talking about. And sometimes on social media, you know, things could uh, get hyper amplified and you know, things just be taken the wrong way and, you know, outrage culture is totally a thing right now. So I'm not really going to sit here and shame Corey or smack him on the hand or, or try to talk down on him or anything like that. I just think that one needs to be a little bit more sensitive to these things. Like, Moro is great. I don't hear Beth Phoenix complaining, Mrs. Copeland. I don't hear Nigel McGinnis complaining at all. I think that if there are small, uh, you know, what, the way they run into each other with the words, everyone is very cordial, and Morrow is the play-by-play. Look, Corey, just because you done evolved to the two-man booth, don't mean you get to just jump at the play-by-play guy. I know it's a little easier dealing with, well, one less voice in your head, right? But, jeez, man, let, let Moro rock. It's so crazy. I was listening to Moro on Saturday night, and I'm like, man, I actually would love to hear Moro and Gravy, you know, on commentary. I know it was a thing for a time, but me personally, just now getting into the NXT product, I would like to hear it now. But, you know, no rush on that. It'll all come to as, uh, you know, time progresses. No rush. But, um, yeah, it, we just hope that Moro is well. You know what I mean? Just hope he's well. And he gets his voice back after all of that Mama Mia at uh, NXT War Games in Chicago on Saturday night. So, with that, Adam Cole picks up the victory. Hard-fought victory over Pete Dunne. Very fun stuff. Good matchup between the two. Panama Sunrise to the, to the apron. Hardest part of the ring. Highlight of the match for me. Next to the angle that he hit the Panama Sunrise in the ring to get into the one, two, three count. Fun stuff. Good shit to Adam Cole. Great stuff to uh, Pete Dunn. Did not look weak at all. <clears throat> he didn't like a scrub. You know, the bru- I thought they were going to throw Damian Priest in there, but they didn't. Uh, I had some words on Priest, but I've already said him. I don't feel like saying him again. And just, it's just regarding his entrance. And it wasn't really like a critique or anything. It was just... You know, maybe he could take a little bit more time or maybe the guys in the back that are doing like the stuff or guys in the truck, you know, they could take a little bit, like just a little extra second since he's in the ring and he's shooting up at the screen. It's going to take a little longer than when he's right there behind it on the Titan Tron. But that's small stuff. But either way, it was um good stuff. So with that, Universal Championship was on the line next up. Daniel Bryan versus Bray Wyatt. Now, what I was interested in was seeing how Bray Wyatt was going to continue to look strong without beginning to look like a boring, overpowered character. It was good stuff. They went in there, they did their thing. Uh, you know, 
DB, he, he fought his hardest. Apparently, the story is, oh, and he summoned the powers of the Yes movement, and it still wasn't enough. I'm, I'm indifferent to that. <laughs> like, I, I don't want to say I don't care, but it's like, I was never really, like, huge on the Yes movement to begin with. Like, I, was, I thought it was a real cool thing, but then, you know, you learn about the origin of the Yes movement. And it's like, look, if D-Brock could reinvent himself again, then I wouldn't be mad if the Yes movement wasn't a thing. He did. The brand, the new Daniel Bryan. And that was great. And he's excellent in ring. And he's riding the wave of the Yes movement every so often because the fans literally love him. So it's, it's good stuff. So trying to rally that energy and, and send a message to the fans like, no, that's not even going to be enough. And... Yeah, it's whatever. I mean, it was a little early. It's still a little early in the uh, Fiend's title reign for him to lose the championship. And really, we haven't even figured out a way to uh, to, to to put some lasting pain on this guy to keep him down for a number of counts. But I will say it was some moves that he sold, and he was down for a little bit longer. So good stuff to the Fiend on that. All of the rest of the small things he does as far as character development, laughing and you know, a lot of the aggression that he uh, displays in ring. It's good stuff. Like, clearly, he's a champion for a reason. So, uh, yeah, man, he looked great. I wasn't upset at the outcome of how he won. and Well, how he won. And um, D-Brod did not look like, again, a scrub out there looking like he couldn't, you know, keep up with the Fiend. It was good stuff from both. I was happy to see um, the Fiend continue to you know, go along his path as champion. So we'll see how this continues to, uh, you know, affect the blue brand. I thought we would get blue lights, but I don't know. Maybe they were afraid of seizures in the crowd or something. I don't know. That's just a stupid joke. But um, I was definitely wondering, like, uh, is this what we're doing? Like, what's uh, what's the next call now? You know, like, what's the what's the next situation? And and really now, who's the next matchup? Who's taking on the Fiend next? Who is the Fiend going to try to target next? Um, the 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 Pickens is out there. Are we doing a rematch with D. Brothers? He want another one. Uh, I believe TLC is the next pay per view coming up. How are we doing this with the Fiend in the ladder match? I I don't know. I'm just I'm just throwing things out there. We don't know. We'll see how it all plays out. Um, but yeah, all in all, good stuff to D-Bry and, and the Fiend and Bray Wyatt for getting in there and doing their thing. Now, men's triple threat, threat, men's triple threat, uh, elimination tag team match, Survivor Series style. Not getting all five of the names. Oh, let me try this. Because uh, who was on Raw? It was Drew McIntyre. It was Ricochet, KO, Seth freaking Rollins. And that fifth person is just really uh, just slipping my mind in the moment. Cesaro? No, it was not Cesaro. But, oh no, um, who was on Team NXT? Uh, we had the Keith Fleas, we had the Matt Riddles. You know, and and I'm not taking anything away from the other superstars. Not Dominic Dijakovic. You know, but this is a lot of beef. There's, I'm not really trying to sit here going to all of the damn names, but. Team SmackDown, I think, had the biggest story going in with the forms of dissension, with King Corbin wanting to be 
you know, uh, regarded as team captain. And Roman being the team captain, you know, these guys bickering amongst themselves. Ali, Shorty G, my man Gable. And um, wait, who is the fifth man? Oh, Braun Strowman. So, um, good stuff. It was a great matchup. Uh, last three it came down to was Keith Lee, Roman Reigns, and Seth Rollins. These guys went at it. Seth actually came in third that match. Whoa, didn't expect that. Uh, but, I mean, it's okay. I think this is a way to somewhat rehab uh, some of the you know, some of the displeasures that the WWE Universe has been having. And Seth Rollins' character has dealt with the, you know, an amount of character damage uh, more so in this past year. And I believe in him. So right now I think not having him in so many positions to win, you know, giving the fans something to actually care about with him again, that's what matters. And this is the direction they went with Roman, just like we saw. Like, it wasn't the hyper push Roman getting injured and being out of the match for a little while, but it was in the match just to keep him somewhat fresh. I thought it was pretty cool. It's all right. I wasn't upset with uh, how that went. He did jump back in. Him and Keith Lee went at it. Here tell somebody really enjoys Keith Lee's in-ring work. Now, I'll say this. If there's space on Raw or SmackDown for Keith Lee, then why not? But let us not force this and let us not rush this. The people are aware of who Keith Lee is. If anything, I may say uh, Keith Lee can probably stand to use a little bit more training and development over at NXT, you know, and that's not to say that NXT is the developmental brand anymore because it isn't after last night. It isn't. NXT is clearly the show, the show, like the A show. How I mean, however you want to call it, like if SmackDown is the A show, then NXT is the show, clearly. And we got all year to talk this shit. And just brace yourselves, because if I get the chance to talk this shit for the rest of the year, I'm going to do that. <laughs> so NXT got it right now. SmackDown didn't go down uh, with one loss. That's what matters. Team SmackDown did pick up the victory. Roman Reigns was victorious against Keith Lee. Good spear. Good stuff. What was that? Roman had a great sell on the... Uh, on that sit-down powerbomb Keith Lee does. What is it called? Um, oh, man. What is it? Spirit bomb? Woo! I mean, it's a form of last ride, but I always personally said if Undertaker sat down with that last ride, that move would be too much. We got to see it with Keith Lee, and Roman sold it beautifully. That, man, look. At a time, I thought Rome was just kind of large to be doing some of the stuff that he was doing. But guys like Keith Lee, guys like Dominic Dijakovic definitely say, oh, nah, Rome may not be athletic like them, but he's totally athletic. And one of the redeeming qualities that Roman Reigns definitely showed last night was being able to take a move and make it look good. So shouts to you for that, Rome. Good shit, man. I enjoyed that. You had great moments last night, and I look forward to seeing more from, you know, potentially him and Keith Lee in town. But um, at the risk of basking, we're going to get into the next one. SmackDown, two points. NXT, three points. Raw with one 
point that I believe they got, they picked up during the pre-show or the kickoff show. So it's like, what? Dang. Roll was dominating last year. What happened? But whatever, right? Either way. Um. So we had the WWE Championship next. Uh, my opinion matching in that, I think we all, but yeah, we're not going to say because we're not going to take away from the ladies, but, um, Brock Lesnar taking on Rey Mysterio and the, and the Mysterio family, pretty much great stuff. I was actually a little nervous for Rey. We know Brock can get very, very aggressive. He gets, uh, super brutal in the ring at times. We don't need to go down his, you know, list of accolades and trail of bodies, you know, but at the end of the day, we know initially going into this, we all thought that uh, Ray was going to die. We seen enough of the beat down toward the early when the early parts of the build. And that was enough, thankfully, because he went in there. And just as I, I called in a way, which is why I need to be paying attention over on this side. But um, yeah, Ray and Brock literally told a good story together. They went in there, Brock. Brock was professional, you know, he, he didn't look, you know, too dominant, he made Ray look great, Ray had to equalize it in the steel pipe, they were trying, they made, you know, use of that a lot, you know, Ray was trying to use it, Brock was, you know, beating him to the punch, not letting him use it, but uh, once Brock was about to get uh, the upper hand, out comes Dominic. This is literally the moment of the night for me. It was awesome stuff. I've always been worried about Dominic. He was a, he's a bigger guy. He's a bigger guy. And I don't know if, um, well, I didn't know. If he would look as good with, you know, with Ray passing the torch in that direction. Now, I never, I would, I would have never said that. You know what I'm saying? Like, at all. But, you wonder because everybody everybody is gifted in different ways when it comes to the in ring. So I thought that Dominic might be a little stiff. He's a lot more limber than I initially expected. And after seeing him perform last night, all three elements of the moves, all of that stuff, I will say that I'm, I, I like how he's progressing. And uh, <laughs> promo skills aside, right? No, uh, I totally feel comfortable with... Rey Mysterio passing the torch along. And of course, this is his offspring. This is his son. It's from family. It's by all means. But, like, just that, the heartfelt thing they were going for, like, now I believe we all in the WWE universe are wholeheartedly behind Rey Mysterio passing that torch. Like, you don't want, you don't want to have one of your heroes, you know, just hang it up and such like that. But to have Dominic re-inspire Ray to get in there and stay in there doing it, you know, and, you know, knowing that, you know, Ray's not getting any younger. He's going to pass the torch, pass the mask along to his son. I think Dominic would be an awesome new Ray Mysterio, and we just hope for the best with him, you know. I think that it's going to be awesome when it does happen. Take time, don't rush it, but yeah. Uh, Brock Lesnar, even with this double six one nine biggest spot of the match, it was moving the night for me. It just, you know, heartfelt. It was all of the feels there. Just, you know, it was beautiful. You know, I, I almost, almost teared up. I did not, but it was really cool stuff. You know, uh, I'll say this. And uh, Sasha, tell Ray, I said it. I hope you're listening, Ray. But real rap, I, I could be completely wrong. I've 
I'm intuitive at times, but I'm pretty sure <laughs> Eddie was very proud with all due respect. So with that, uh, good stuff. Uh, WWE Championship. Brock got the F5 and one. What did you think was going to happen? Did you really think Brock wasn't going to win that? But it was still good stuff from Ray. If Ray would have got that with the double pin, which was another one of those most beautiful moments of the match, I think I would have lost my freaking mind. But good stuff. All in all, it was, it was an excellent match. Brock Lesnar retains the championship. And now let's get on into our main event. Because I thought that was the main event. I thought the ladies was going to go before that. But no, if we look back at the build, this is exactly how it was being promoted. These ladies were somewhat being built as the main event of the show. And it was a nice little surprise to myself and anyone else interested in the sequence of the shows to uh, see that. But steaks and cakes, just like the story of that uh, matchup between Ray and Brock was... Uh, what was it? A miracle or massacre? Yep. Steaks and cakes in this one, baby. Shayna Baszler NXT. Uh, Becky Lynch Raw. And Mashiro. Bailey. Hi, Bailey. Hey, Bailey. On uh, representing Friday Night SmackDown. NXT is up three. They've all but confirmed victory. I'm not upset. I was a little mad. Hoping SmackDown could pick up a win here, but it's okay. Best they could do was tie. Whatever. We ain't mad about it. How's this going to play out? Ladies went in there. Now, the crowd was already burnt out. Chicago had been turned up all night. They was white hot. But for that match, especially, like, like how do you follow Dominic coming out and fighting alongside his dad trying to take out the beast? Like, come on, man. But. Even with that, the ladies definitely did show up, show out, and they tore the house down for the most part. The match started off at a little bit of a different pace, but they uh, they did turn up toward the end. Becky, table spot. I was surprised that Becky didn't get up from that. I was hoping that she would. Bailey taps out to the cure for the clutch. Um, I, I still wanted to say something just silly and cockamamie about the name of that move not even it's not even a bad name of the move it was just like i forgot it briefly earlier when i was recording so i was just gonna call it something else to not not devalue but maybe undermine it but only because i'm just a little mad the Bailey had to get to me she couldn't even get pinned couldn't get pinned clean nah she gotta tap out like really really but, but it's okay it's okay Baszler definitely puts NXT over the edge. So now that's four wins. SmackDown got two wins. Uh, Monday Night Raw, one win. NXT wins the night. Now inside a storyline, NXT is the brand. They're no longer developmental. That's the moral deal. Outside of storyline, that look, the main roster, Raw and SmackDown, in comparison to NXT, doesn't have as much exposure to as many eye, eyeballs. <laughs> Let's say it like that. This time, now that NXT is televised, you know, fortunately, you know, picked up a win in the ratings war last week. Not a big one. It's just a checkpoint. This is a marathon. You briefly pull in front. We're going to be optimistic toward doing the same and better next week. But honestly, the competition is where we saw it just last night with Raw and SmackDown. Not anybody else except those guys. And, of course, 
all of the up-and-comers at the Performance Center. The Performance Center is the developmental brand now. NXT, the show. The A show. Everybody over on SmackDown, I mean, they're going to need to, uh, you know, uh, look, NXT is where it's at right now. And it says so in that score. Outside, I mean, inside a storyline. So, good stuff to everyone that participated. Uh... Yeah, Shayna Baszler picked up the victory, but let's not forget the man came through, put Shayna through the table via leg drop, and there that was. Do not forget that Becky is still the man. I'm not mad. I'm not mad. I thought it was uh I thought it was cool stuff. It was somewhat comical, you know, like, alright, H. Yo, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you beat up my guys tonight. And I mean, I've just been paying attention to all these builds. In the name of friendly competition, man, you know damn well Vince was about not about to let he wasn't gonna go down like that. And so he had Becky pick up that victory because he did take a giant L to Triple H. And that's not in a bad way. It was all good. It was a very fun show. Goodness. It was a very fun show. It was uh it was a it was a great roller coaster for everybody that enjoys each of the characters that were in each of the matches and such like that. So I had fun with it. I'm glad that, you know, after a year of a somewhat build on my side, I was able to see, you know, I was able to see you know, just just the brands and the brand supremacy and, you know, the teams, the camaraderie, the unity, the cohesion, all of that stuff, man. I, I was happy to see it. And at the end of the day, if you want to talk team based action, this is what every superstar is doing in the ring. They're working together as a team to put on a show for us. They seem like they're hurting each other. They seem like they're in competition with one another. But no, at the end of the day, they're all working as a well-oiled, cohesive unit to give us the sports entertainment that we're looking for each and every week. So thank you, WWE, for that good-looking H. You, 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 yo, boy, yo, yo, I know Triple H is mad proud of his, po- oh, man, I don't even want to get started, so we've been here, we've been here long enough, man, shout out to somebody bring you the podcast each and every week, Raw tonight, USA Network, 8 p.m., be there, or be a fail, I will catch you guys tomorrow for the recap and review, so till then, be responsible with the power, folks, Chicago, wake up, peace.